0: Chapter One, The Beginning of the End I sat in my hotel room with the contents of my grandfather's leather suitcase strewn on the unused bed. My head was in my hands as I sat across from the old beast. She hadn't made it. The 58 typewriter was inextricably jammed after its journey and in interrogation by the Cuban guards who'd pulled me aside at the airport. And now the goddamn thing didn't even work. The cool marble floor was calming in its unnecessary elegance. I had hoped to type something on hotel stationery before the typewriter jammed. I interrogated it with a pen, hoping to see some obvious piece of contorted metal in an easy-to-reach place that could be accessed by fingers or said pen rotating and shaking the metal beast while fuming smoke like castro himself i saw nothing dejected i butt out my cigarette and set the typewriter beside the flat screen television i had come to havana to write but now could only absorb the l-shaped hotel cupped the pool below my room up the road from the copacabana the 500 room hotel in miramar was mostly empty Its grand entrance was two stories of glass windows that curved, forming the lobby over gray marble steps and columns with green marble accents and brass railings. A plaque commemorating Fidel Castro's official opening of the hotel stood at the entrance and, inside, the lobby was big as a football field and encased in glass that vaulted to form the ceiling. While the outside of the hotel was sealed from the street with steel and glass as in any other building, the stucco insides of the hotel, hallways, staircases, restaurants, and public areas were open to the sea air. Curtains blew, and the central gardens rustled in every lick of wind. Upon my arrival, I'd given the porter two pesos to take my bags up to the room, and I tipped my driver from the airport. My room had been ready, and even though I had stopped for an espresso at a roadside stand on the way, I strolled into the grand lobby for another. The central gardens in the interior of the hotel spilled their neon green palms out into the grand lobby, and a gentle waterfall cascaded through lily pads. Around them was an acre of low tables surrounded by leather chairs. A circular bar was set against a mirrored wall in the corner. There were aproned waiters, cigars, espressos, mojitos, and Spanish news. While I sank deep into a leather chair, a black-vested waiter idled over, and I ordered an espresso. Yes, sir, one café, I said politely, nodding my head. Espresso was the default coffee here, and Americano was a bad word. When it arrived, I poured the coarse grains of Cuban sugar into the small cup and stirred them in the sugar softened the thick coffee's edge. After eleven hours, I had arrived. Caffeinated, I had wandered the wings of the hotel, past the gift shops, the gym, the hairdresser, the humidor, and finally to the street-side café, where seafood was the cheapest item on the menu, and the salad bar was prohibitively expensive, filled with nothing but tomatoes and olives, and always closed. On the patio television, a triumphant concert from a Latin pop diva played in a never-ending loop of cheers and crescendos. I watched it with the cats who frequented the cafe to beg politely. When people came to beg, the waiter would firmly and efficiently eject them, while the cats were allowed to stay. I returned to my room while the breeze blew through the central gardens and whispered down the long hallways stacked row on row, up and up to the sky.